Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tommy, how long have you been at KQ? 36 years now. Wow, that's loyalty. Well, if I'm completely honest, it isn't the company that I'm loyal to. It's the listeners. I figured out a long time ago they're the only reason I have a job. Why are you asking? Well, we had another great month at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan. In fact, Burnsville continues to be the number one Nissan store in Minnesota. The loyalty part. Get to the loyalty part. Oh, yeah. This month, if you buy or lease a new Rogue or a Pathfinder from us, we'll give you an extra 500 off as long as you own or are leasing a Nissan. That is cool. Do they have to trade it? Nope. It's just a reward for being loyal. By the way, the new Pathfinder is fantastic. It's got a nine-speed transmission, and JLo says it'll practically pull the building. We also cut a deal with our good buddy Charlie Swenson, who's running a Nissan store in Chicago. He gave us some extra rogues. Because Charlie's such a nice guy. Well, Paul might have threatened him. Sounds like Paul. For details, go to Walzer Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan and claim your loyalty gift. Tommy, give him some Elvis loyalty. Thank you. Thank you very much. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the deal. Um, we got <clears throat> Jessica on the phone. Oh, Jessica is on the phone. She's ready to go? Yep. Yay. Yeah. Well, that's good news now, isn't it? Right? I would think so. Absolutely. You horn tootin'. That's mm-hmm. all I have to say. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> remember they used to say that you, you horn... That's not you... No, I don't remember that. What? Thing. It's not you horn tootin'. What was it? Jessica, help me. It wasn't you horn tootin'. You're darn tootin'. You're darn tootin'. That's what it was. Darn horn. Horn tootin'. I don't know what the hell it is. I grew up in the inner city. It didn't say horn tootin' or darn tootin'. Are you a rootin' tootin' cowboy? What's going on today? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Jessica Jones, ladies and gentlemen, the book, The Untouchable Jessica Jones, a real-life journey of love, forgiveness, and evolution from the Jane Doe who helped bring... Now, how do you say that again? NX, NXIVM. How do you say that? Nexium. Oh, it's ne- oh, it is Nexium. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. that like a heartburn medication? Yes, it is. 
You know, I think there is. I think there's also a Nexium that's like a shampoo or something. Oh, there's Nexium. <laughs> oh, there's a Nexium. Nioxin. Nioxin. Oh. There's Nioxin and Nexus, yeah. <laughs> so Nexium was an American oh, cult that engaged in sex trafficking, forced labor, and racketeering. Oh, great. Fun. So I didn't know so I didn't know mafia was spelled N X I V M. Yeah. Basically, you're taking over mafia territory there. You better be careful. Racketeering. They don't like it when you move in on their racketeering. I can guarantee mm-hmm. you that. Uh, so Jessica, how did it all start with you? How, what happened? Well, for me, you know, my journey was really different than most of the people, but something that drew us all together was that I had a really traumatic childhood and I had always been someone who wanted to improve themselves, to elevate themselves and heal. And so I came across ESP, which most people don't know it as, but Executive Success Programs, which was their personal development humanitarian course. And so I took the course. I had really incredible results. And that's how I kind of, you know, started entered their universe. So that it's called executive, what is it now? Executive Success Program. What are you doing there? It's, your, it's this show that comes up on my t- case. Well, then shut it Cassie, off, you feel. Cast off, weirdo. It is off. My mind Jessica, do you down. work with any pains in the ass like uh, L.A. Nick? <laughs> Cassie pains me and it pops up on my phone and comes live. I can't stop here, it. Here we go. Okay. Sorry about the distractions. Jessica, Joan, we are back to Executive Success Program. So did you know it was part of Nexium? Did you even know what Nexium was? Well, Nexium was basically just like the umbrella name for it. And then they had a lot of other like courses and businesses under that name. The company has been widely described as a cult. It was shown in court to have been a recruiting program for a secret society called DOS in which women were branded. Yeah, I don't think Catherine is going to let me brand her anytime. My wife is sitting right across well, the table. What is, Pretty what sure, no branding. Is, uh, how does this stuff get going and happen? And, and people are like, go yeah, under this the, great. Yeah, go under Sign the radar. And mm. It's happened right it's, here in Minnesota. It's incredible to me. It happens right here in Minnesota. Well, this is the thing. This is, like, this is super, super high-level manipulation. And the most sinister part about this is that they attracted good people that wanted to better themselves, that wanted to help other people, and wanted to help the world. So then they used their vulnerabilities, their insecurities, and everything they know about them against them. Um, And then the DOS part, um, which I actually knew it as the vow, that was the woman's only secret society that only some people were invited into, which I was invited into. and that was supposed to be, it was sold to me as a women's only empowerment mentorship program by these very high level women that mm. were meant to help make other women be these powerful forces in the world. Okay. For so, good. Okay. So you, you, you get in there thinking you're going to be doing this great job and, uh, and all of this. And then when does it become apparent that things are not okay? Well, like I said, it's a long-term indoctrination. Like, it's, for me, it happened very quickly. I was actually only involved for maybe, you know, six months max in, in total. Um, but for me, as soon as I realized that something was really off was when I got the special assignment from Allison Mack, um, which was a, an assignment for her to basically groom me to be a sex slave for Keith. 
What a story this is. And who started it's Nexium? incredible. Was it Allison Mack that started it? Was it, it, was it Keith Raniere? No, Rainier? it was Keith Raniere. Okay, it was He's Keith been Rainier. doing all sorts of things for over 20 years. 20 years. That's amazing. Is this all so? It's, is this all about power and control, Jessica? Is that what what he's all about? Power, control, and you know he's obviously a sociopath and a psychopath. Right. And it was one of those things where he really, you know, he he wanted to abuse women and he wanted to have control over people. And also, he greatly benefited financially by attracting a lot of really affluent people that were you know, paying for his lifestyle, flying him private to go see the Dalai Lama, so things like that. So how did he talk? Now, first of all, I pointed this out several times. I do a morning talk show as well, Jessica, <clears throat> and I pointed out many times on that show that if you think anybody living in Hollywood is normal, you're way off base. People in Hollywood are susceptible to this because they have daddy problems or mommy problems or some kind of problem. No matter how famous they are, how much money they have, they still have in their head, mama and daddy didn't love me enough or whatever it was. Uh, so they're very vulnerable. I would say a good 90%. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's, I lived there for a long time, so I could say that. Sure. They're, so, Jessica, you find them as, like, really, oh, and I, full confession, by the way, I had daddy problems myself, but I, you know. Luckily, I didn't care for him, so it all worked out in the end. But in any case, in any case, uh, so this guy, guys like this Keith, know the Keith Rainier know this that these people are vulnerable, no matter how powerful or rich or famous they are. They've got a lot of vulnerabilities. Is that not correct? Absolutely, and you know, I have the belief that everyone is walking with some sort of trauma. Of course, unless you've sure. done the work, but even then, it's deeper. And Hollywood does attract a certain kind of personality where there is outside validation that is, you know, being sought after. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why they also sought after, like, these actors or famous people because they also had influence. And, you know, with this group specifically, like I said, they preyed on people's goodness. You know what's so interesting about that is just by coincidence, because I didn't know you were going to be on, Jessica, which is great. <laughs> But on Monday, just two days ago, uh, somebody asked me about, you know, being in radio. This is on the show. It was on the air. They asked me about the radio and how'd you get into why did you get interested in doing radio? And I said, you have to understand something about radio. And I believe television, too. I'm not sure. But I know radio for sure. People that are on the air have daddy problems. Every one of them I ever met had a daddy problem. The three people that are on the show, morning show with me, every one of them had a daddy problem. One of them was because his dad died way too young. But it's still a daddy problem. And then the other people who have mommy problems wanted to be on the air, but they sucked, so they got into management. <laughs> it's true. It's absolutely very true. Specific. Very specific. <laughs> <Just, laughs> that's very specific, Tom. It is, yeah. But, I mean, all of this stuff is based on, well, right now, Jessica, uh, I look. you look back 100 years, and, and, and if you were in that situation... It was some some form of religion that would attract you because you thought maybe you know there was a, a and I, I look you want to believe in God that's fine I, I don't have any problem with a belief in God or any of that stuff but now it's politics Jessica if you don't believe in the politics I believe in I should just destroy your life to get you out of the way so I can get my message across so I don't see the different a whole lot of difference between what Nexium did and what these two political parties are doing right now. They're ruining people's lives. 
You know, I don't disagree with you, Tom. Oh, it's just <laughs> I terrible. I don't disagree. I mean, this is the thing. Like, the reality is we're supposed to be all connected as human beings, yeah. as souls. Like, not just as, as people, but, like, with the planet, with the animals. You know, not to sound some type of way, but that's the reality. Like, the truth is all people want to love and be loved. That is the core yes. of the nature of everyone. But, unfortunately, how the world has been and and how things have been set up has been, you know, made to us to make us feel less than. And that's exactly what this group did, mm. is it preyed on the insecurities, it broke us down, knowing we wanted to be better, and then dangling this carrot of, we can help you. And because there yeah. was a lot of good in the curriculum, people got hooked on it because they felt better. They were elevating, but at the same time, they were being indoctrinated and uh, manipulated. It's so incredible. I mean, there's just so many stories like this. You know, Epstein, Weinstein, yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. oh, there's Steen, way more. They're the is. ones you hear of. There's a lot of them that you don't hear exactly. of. Exactly. <laughs> well, a lot of cults operate like this, and they stay closed, and they keep them away from their families and mm -hmm. away from their friends, so well, people can't well, point it out. That's pretty much the definition of a cult. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Is that, is that what they were doing, too? Were they, keeping, were they somehow keeping you from the outside world? Well, what happens is when you, like, enter that universe and you start learning this language and you start getting educated in this curriculum, you believe that you know more things than other people, that, oh, they haven't taken the course, so they haven't dealt with their issues. So, like, I, it becomes a little bit of, like, an elitist mentality. So it's and, kind of like Scientology did, like, they're... they're yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Kind of like okay. that. The whole thing just amazes me that people just cannot stop taking advantage of one another. And it's always about the money, isn't it, Jessica, with this with this Keith Rainier prick? Oh, I can make a lot of money off of just mistreating people and controlling people and showing people how smart I am. I'll make a It was pretty much about the money, wasn't it? Um, I definitely the courses weren't were not, you know, they were not cheap. Um, they were they ranged from four thousand dollars to eleven thousand dollars. Some were even upwards to twenty twenty thousand, depending on which one you did. So money was a huge factor, and then they would want people to go into debt, and then also there is an indentured servitude aspect oh, to it because sure. now people really want the course, and now they're working off paying these courses. Um, yeah. So it's very similar to Scientology. Because that's what Scientology does. They get you in these classes and you can't pay them and you go in debt and then yep. they own you and you start working really? with them. Well, because, and, yes. And I know so many people got sucked into Scientology and in Hollywood. They just got sucked in and they, they're they owned by them because they own so much money and they just have to keep working for them and recruiting new people to join Scientology. Oh, yeah. and well, we had, cult, you know? we had not Leah Remini, but her sister. Yeah, her sister. Is I can't a great remember person. her first name. Leah Remini's sister. We had her on the podcast, and she was talking about Scientology. And it's you, yeah, you have to pay to get to different levels, oh, so you're God. closer to being awake, like woken or whatever, and stuff. Yeah. And clear. it's like clear, clear, right? yes, clear. And I'm like, can you just look at the Cliff's notes of Scientology and be like, this is a major scale? Like you have to pay to be closer to God. That yeah. doesn't line up. That doesn't like line Catholic. up. What's his name from Mission, Mission Impossible? What's his name? Then? Uh, oh, Peter Graves. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Oh, that, Tom. He's all the way at the top. He's he clear. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's clear. He's clear. Yeah. Yeah, he's clear. I'm clear with there. <laughs> you know what I love about Tom Cruise? I'm clear, and yet I can't stay married to somebody for more than about three hours. No, I just love that about he's him. He's got a lot of mental health issues. He does. 
does. He does. Sure. There's no question about that. He's part of a Scientology group. Well, he is but you know, they're not as bad as the people that do it just because they're pure evil. There's, no, there's people no, that you're do right. it just because they're right. pure evil, man. Uh, Ca- Cass- not for the money. Cassie just uh, texted me and said Keith did dabble in Scientology, so he used well, their structure go. in his cult. <laughs> so yeah. there you yeah, go. So yeah. definitely yeah. studied that along with like, many seems, other things. It seems too close. <laughs> so, Jessica, why do you think it is that we as human beings, as I said, I already admit to some daddy problems and my wife, Len, this is a family podcast, so my wife is here, our children are here, in-laws. God, this family friend. I can't remember his name. But, but, I love it. I, so it's a family deal all the way. And what's interesting, Jessica, is that having you on today, because I never know who in advance who's going to be on, because I, like I like the surprise, and it's like, oh, this is fascinating. Uh, I just talked this morning on the morning show about the fact that I've been doing a lot of reading on where we're headed right now. And boy, we are pretty much step to step with Nazi Germany right now, back about 70 years ago, because what what they're going to do next, Joan, uh, uh, excuse me, Jessica, what they're going to do next, if we allow them to do it, they're going to move into, okay, it's white people, and now we're kind of, it's in the white men are evil, next it's going to be Christian white men are evil, and next it's going to be Protestant Christian men are evil. They're going to keep narrowing and narrowing, because that's what the Nazis did. They kept narrowing the focus so they would have total control over everyone, which is where these political figures want to be. They want to be in total charge. It's about the money. It's about the money, man. What do you think about that, Jessica? Ooh, spicy question. Yeah, for real. <laughs> spicy yeah. question. Like, I mean, this is, the reality is that there are a lot of things in play right now. And like you had mentioned before, there's a lot of division and a lot of separation. And I feel like the more that the, the powers that be are able to disempower people the more control they're able to to put and that it's up to the people it's up to us to remember how empowered we are to not be manipulated to critically think and to love one another because this how the world is right now is not how it's supposed to be like something is seriously wrong I think what's right. even more scary are these big, huge social media companies. They're like Nexium. No they, doubt they, about it. They have people don't understand the control, the power, the money, and the information that Facebook owns. You don't oh, understand no, how true. big it is. It's yep. bigger than this country. Well, it's and, around and the they, world. They have yeah. yeah. They, it's global, it and is? they know yeah. everything about everyone, and they they have a lot of money. It's it's scary. And now the government's working with them, it's even more scary. Well, and plus the fact, so as soon as government started working with them, they decided that they were going to just eliminate anything that you yeah, said they didn't like. It's scary stuff, man. They just get rid of it if they don't yeah. like what you're saying. We're in scary times. That is very, that's terrifying, Jessica. I, I don't disagree. Um, I don't disagree with you guys at all. And, you know, I'm one of those people where I, I'm not addicted to my phone. I mean, there are times where, like, yeah, do I get caught up and do I need sure. to use it? to make things happen, but I also make sure that I take time to separate myself from social media, from electronics, to take the time to reconnect with myself, reconnect with nature, because that's, that's where the truth is, and that's when you get to, like, break out of this whole system. <laughs> Jessica, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. This, this, this conversation could go very, very deep, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it, it is. Well, let me just put, put it this way. 
I grew up in a family. I adored my mother and my brothers and my sisters. Uh, wasn't so wild about my dad. Um, wasn't so wild. Uh, my mother, on her 62nd birthday, I brought her 62 red roses and told her I loved her, and she started crying. And I said, why are you crying? And she said, you're the first person that's ever told me you loved me. Isn't oh that amazing? God. And that was the first time you ever told her you loved her? Yeah. Yeah, it's Dad, why weren't you saying it earlier? <laughs> because nobody <laughs> nobody said it anywhere back in those days. No, no. that wasn't like a thing that, that is just true. threw out. It was not like a thing back in those days. That is days. true, yeah. I tell everyone I love them. All I know, the that's what we do all the time. The thing is, even though like there are a lot of scary elements in, in the world right now, and like what you're saying about Facebook and these big, you know, big yeah. tech oligarchs, yeah. um, the reality is, is that love is the most powerful thing. But yes. the more that we get into a space of fear, the more we're actually letting them win. Because when you're in fear, you can't you don't you, you can't really like plan ahead. You're in a state that actually lowers your immune system and it disempowers you. So really like one of the things and one of my messages that I promote is protect your joy at all costs. Like even if, if things are burning down, not to say that like that's great or anything or we want to promote that sure, but sure. even when there's chaos you need to find your joy because if you don't have your joy or find spaces and places and ways to be happy what is the point and what, what like shutting us down and making us feel disempowered and unhappy is the easiest way to control us yes yeah, there's no question about it. It's really, really important that we we get away from what we're doing on the national news right now and stop with this hating everyone. Uh, just get an example of what I'm talking about. One of the people I'll mention, you don't know, the other one, you, I'm sure you know who he is. I have two very f close friends. I love both of them. One is a guy named Chad Hartman, whose father, Sid Hartman, was a legendary broadcaster, and now Chad is, Chad is very, very liberal. I love him. He's a dear friend. Mike Lindell from My Pillow, very conservative, but he's a very close friend. I love the guy. Uh, how is it possible I can take somebody and and I'm kind of middling, Jessica? So it's like I took somebody on the far left and I took somebody on the far right, and they're my friends. I don't agree with some things either one of them have to say, but I can like them as a person. Can we get back, do you think, Jessica, because it sounds to me this is what you're doing. You've gotten back to judging people on an individual basis instead of in a, in a group thing way right absolutely well this is the thing like politics aside like those are like ways of division those are things that are not even really helping us as a humanity and it hasn't been so to for, for if people want to be caught up in that that's like their choice you know i i personally don't do that i i watch things i see where things are going but that doesn't dictate how i live my life so, like yes there are actions you can take there are are like getting involved in the community, but really if we're not fixing ourselves as human beings, healing our trauma, mm -hmm. and, and getting to the real stuff underneath all of that external stuff, it's kind of irrelevant, you know? Sure. And at the end of the day, like there is light in all of these people, whether they, they're liberal or conservative or independent, and it's just getting back to that place of humanity, that place of love, that place of connection. Like, how are we more the same, then how are we different? Yeah, no question. Now, Jessica, was there a point, or what was the point, because there obviously was, what was the point when Jessica Jones said, yeah, something's going on here? How long did it take you to realize this is not for me? Um, 
Oh, sorry. Hold on one moment. No problem. Sorry. One moment. Yeah, we could take a break here. Can she hear? I don't know if she can hear me. Or yeah. Uh, wouldn't be a bad idea to take a break if you need a couple minutes anyway. Hi there. Sorry. Thank you for holding for one second. That was like a little emergency call. Um, so to, to go back to what you were saying, um, the moment that I realized that this wasn't for me was when I got that special assignment. Because what Allison Mack was doing was that she she tried to use the fact that I had been sexually abused and oh, like as God. a child. And she Ugh. tried to use that against me to then do basically get interact with Keith sexually. And so when she gave me that assignment, she said to seduce Keith and have him take a naked picture of me, which, full disclaimer, I didn't do anything. Uh, I haven't been branded. But for me, when I asked her, why would I even do that? This is really confusing. And yeah. mind you, I'm trusting her. I'm trusting the people. Sure. I'm living in Albany. And she said that if I did this, this would help me get rid of all of my issues around being sexually abused. God, Jessica, can and you stay so, with? Can you stay with us for another I, ten minutes? I have to take a break. Can you can you stay with us 10, 10, 12 more minutes? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we'll take a very quick break. Jessica Joan with us, ladies and gentlemen. The book, The Untouchable Jessica Joan, A Real-Life Journey of Love, Forgiveness, and Evolution from the Jane Doe who helped bring the Nexium cult to justice. Right back with Jessica in just a couple of minutes. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender. Listen up, drivers. Are you doing the same thing every day, driving the same hours, making the same money? Well, stop and listen. Priority Courier Experts has a wide range of driving opportunities available right now. So if you're a professional driver or determined to become one, we can show you the benefits of partnering with Priority. Hey, Forrest, can you tell the good drivers of the Twin Cities which vehicles Priority has available in their lease-to-own program? Well, I'd really like my friend Bubba to help me with this. Forest, we have dock trucks, tractor-trailer trucks, flatbed trucks, curtain-side dock trucks, flatbed Moffat trucks, Ford Transit and Transit Connect Vans trucks. Hey, Forrest, shouldn't we have a shrimp truck? Bubba, I think you're on to something there. There you have it. Every kind of vehicle you could imagine, all doing same-day deliveries in town. Call Priority right now, and we'll get you on the road. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Jessica Joan, our very special guest. The book is called The Untouchable Jessica Joan, A Real-Life Journey of Love, Forgiveness, and Evolution. From the Jane Doe, who helped bring the Nexium cult to justice. Uh, your book is available everywhere, is it not, Jessica? 
So it's available on my website, theuntouchablejessicajones.com. The Kindle's available on Amazon, and when the book is released on August 31st, it'll be available on Amazon as well. Wonderful. So you'll... Yeah. So in other words, you help pay for uh, Jeff Bezos' flight into space by working for Amazon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you look at my Instagram story right now, it's going off on that stuff. So, oh, uh, really? So aggravating. Oh, people are very pissed off at him today. Oh, are they mad I mean, at him? I'm sure. I mean, it should be more than today. It's just it doesn't make sense. It just, none of this makes sense. And I'm so glad that you guys... I feel like we're very much on the same page with a lot of things. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot of issues on this planet that could just, one billionaire, like, can just, like, just like a portion of the <laughs> money true. can just solve the world's problems. But my biggest thing, why did he give Vance Jones $100 million? A hundred, and a chef. He gave a chef a hundred million dollars. Do whatever he wants with it. My see, too. See, see how the phone thing works, what? Tom? No, it never does it unless you're here. No, oh, Jessica, yeah. he's it's a disaster. My phone rang it's and my it's your fault. It's my fault. That's your hilarious. phone rang. You yep. horn tootin' right there, That's Buster. Interesting. I feel like I'm at like the dinner table with you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jessica, this is the dinner table. <laughs> the other time, the first <laughs> time it happened, it's the show. The show sends my sends my phone alert. I check the alert, and my phone's ringer's off. I check the alert, and it starts playing the show. You're a disaster. Yeah, it's a Facebook thing, I think. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not me doing it. Don't so, check it. Just leave it. Yeah. Throw the phone. My, I'm not going to bring my phone in here anymore. So then it, it'll be all Good Tom's plan. fault. It's all my fault. Then. Yeah. Jessica, aren't you fascinated by this conversation? There's no question. Oh my about God, it. You know, it. as we're talking about all of this stuff, it kind of occurs to me that women seem to be so vulnerable to this kind of uh, scam or cult or whatever you want to call it, and it also seems yeah, and it also seems like women are the ones that are driving a lot of this activism, unrest, uh, dislike of this group and dislike of that group. Is it because it must be some sort? It's like a herd mentality. I think that women need to start looking at well, when they're young to realize that you have to have some. You have to have some direction of your own mind and not... That is definitely be, a problem. But social media you know what I'm trying is to doing say? That. What am I trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand like what you're trying to say. I mean, this is really deep, you know. I mean, we, we could take this as far as, like, you know, ancestral trauma, generational trauma, and really, like, the, the, the female wound because we've been oppressed for so long. And the reason why women tend to be more susceptible to these kind of things is because we're innately caring, we're innately empathetic and and wanting to help. Like we, you know, our hearts, like our hearts are mostly on our sleeves. Not to say that some men don't, but that's just how we are. You know, we're we're the the mothers, the caretakers. Like that's just innately part of our DNA. And so, it's very important that women rise up and become empowered and remember, like the truth of their power to help protect one another. I mean, not just women, but like this is, this is a collective effort that we need, but I do feel that that women are at the front of this and it comes from our own healing and getting our power back. You know, it's so amazing too, Jessica, is when there are guys out there that want to help. Obviously, anytime I hear of a young girl or a young woman who's been sexually abused or physically abused or whatever it is, it really rankles me. My mother would never lay a hand on us, and she raised all of us. She was not about the violence, but I do remember many, many years ago, 
Um, when I had, I guess I was about 20, 20, 21 years old, and this, this girl I grew up with, well, she was a woman then, she was 20, 21, and she told me that she had been, I, 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 she was not raped, but she was molested by a guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I'll, I'll take care of that. So I called the guy and said, stay right where you are because I'm on my way over, right? I got a call from a police sergeant in the 4th Precinct who said, you go over there, you're going to jail. And I said, what? He goes, I just got a call that you're going to go over somebody's house and beat him up. And I said, yeah, so what? And he said, if you do that, I'm going to put you in jail, and he is not going to suffer anything. What kind of law is that? What kind of system do we have where, where you can't even protect a young person, a woman, somebody smaller than you, somebody older than you, younger than you, you can't protect them anymore because now they just call the cops and cops, co- cops have to say, you can't do that, man. Even more now. Even more yeah, now. Because, oh, because, because it's a system that doesn't work, Tom. That's it, uh, why. Jessica, that's and exactly that's why it. a lot of victims don't go forward. And that's why, I mean, it's just, it's a whole, it's a whole thing that needs, it just, we just need something new. <laughs> what, what, what boggles my mind is, is in these bigger situations like Nexium and, and Epstein, there's always a woman, an older woman involved that's conning, oh, that's yeah. helping yeah. conning these younger girls. Well, it's like a bait and switch thing. It's like you know, you're like me. So but how I'm do they find you. that? How do they find that older woman that would do they it? Do. Like, how it's do they, amazing. They, it's weird there's that they exist. No shortage of sociopaths out there. Believe I me. Guess so. Exactly. And, and they come exactly. in all shapes and sizes. Yes, they sure do. I actually think that the way we're operating the world right now is producing sociopaths. I wouldn't doubt it. No question. Well, especially this country. Yep. Yeah. No question. <laughs> mm-hmm. By the way, Jessica, the statute of limitations is not. For 40 years, so I can tell you, he did pay the price. <laughs> I just wanted to. Uh, that's just that. I just love your your strength, Jessica. Where'd your? Okay, so you you had mentioned that you you had been molested as a child. Where do you get your strength from? Because you have a lot of strength as a human being, Jessica. You know, my strength comes from, I like it comes from many places. It comes from the source of love that I've always kept, even as a child. And, you know, my connection with my higher self, not that I was always realizing that I was connected with my higher self, which is what led me to that. But because I endured so much pain and suffering at a young age, I developed a sort of resilience that, like, to just keep fighting, to just keep surviving, to keep moving forward, and knowing and trusting that my life was going to be different, that this was not what my life was meant to be. My mother left. When I was five, I had a reverse Cinderella story. Like, my life was, when I was really small, it was pretty cushy. It was, like, a nice experience. But then it flipped. And then, you know, I had to deal with parents that were dealing with substance abuse that were also, you know, drug dealers. And, like, the SWAT team come in my house in fifth grade. And, like, you know, much more details in the book. But that gave me an experience of, understanding how real life can be and how it's not just like rainbows and bunny rabbits and I had to learn how to take care of myself and also my strength comes from the fact that I I care so much about protecting innocent people and that I don't want anyone to ever feel the kind of pain that I've been through and that's also why I handled the next situation in the way that I did but I do believe that we can all be happy that we all deserve love and deserve a life that we feel joyful about and I've experienced that like multiple times over even though 
I've gone through some of the, you know, the darkest depths of what's available on this planet, you know. It's, it's just something innately in me, and that's part of what my book is, my messaging, and even with, you know, storytelling through film and television, what I'm here to do is to relay that message, inspire it, use my own experience, like, all of it. I think it's a great story. Jessica, I think, uh, to tell you the truth, uh, I had. I have to believe that you told yourself when you were a little child, I am never going to give up. I'm not going to let this get to me. I'm not going to surrender. Did you have to tell yourself over and over and over for years to not give up? Was it that hard? Oh, my gosh, Tom. Like, there, there, like, there are many times, like, as much as I am very strong, which I will mm-hmm. say I am, even though sometimes I don't realize it, it's just who I am. But the strength comes from the fact that I cry a lot. Yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I am so deeply vulnerable and so deeply sensitive, but in that same breath, I am sharp and I will take whatever I need to take to, to make sure I need to take care of myself. And there's been many times just in my car, just crying with such overwhelm of my experience. But after the very deep cries and, I catch my breath and I look in the mirror and I, I get myself together and I just keep it pushing. You know, one of the great things about it is I'm a pretty big guy and I've been around a lot and a lot of tussles and all that stuff. You can ask my wife. I cry very easily. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I do, Jessica. I think it comes with age. Always. Nah, always. 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 Yeah. I'm the same way, even though I'm... superpower. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the, probably the last person you would ever expect, but yeah, I do too. For me, for me, it came with age. Yeah, he really cries easy. After fifty, <laughs> I do too. After fifty, I just cry <laughs> real easy. I, cry, I do too. I cry <laughs> three times a day. Probably. Three times a three day. Three times a day. <laughs> most, mostly, that much. mostly out of happiness, and it's not like a full cry. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I understand. But you know, yeah. like something sweet will happen, sting. and I'll kind of yeah. like tear up, and yeah. it's like, oh, it's so for sweet. me, it's dumb things to make I mean, me cry. So you guys. What's human, and I love that yeah. hearing you, you men saying that you cry because, you know, you guys have been brought up in a society, too, where, like, men don't cry, be tough, be a soldier, and that's so, that's so undercutting the whole experience of what yep. it is to, yep. to be a male. Like, there's this documentary called The Mask You Live In. It's really great, and it goes into all of this, and, like, for women, at least we get to, like, talk about our feelings, we can ask out all sorts of emotions but you guys are just like tapped in the box and it's where it is like what what builds up rage resentment anger and you guys have no places to to express yourself to get in touch with these feelings and i mean there, you know there's a lot there's a lot that happens there it's it's an imbalance yeah no so i love that you guys cry and are in touch with your vulnerability because oh yeah it's important for every person like there's masculine and feminine energy and in all of us, in all things, and it's about just being balanced. Exactly. Now, Jessica, are you doing a, a radio tour as well as a podcast tour? Yeah, I did one already, but it's going to continue, especially as the book um, is coming out, and we'll be doing book tour. And I also have a podcast. We just dropped the first season, but there's my podcast, The Untouchable Jessica Jones, that's like on all the podcast streaming, and yeah. Okay, well, it's all happening. What's, what's, your, what's your Instagram page under? Uh, my Instagram is love Jess Joan, like Joan of Arc. Okay, I'm going to send you a, a message in there. 
Jessica, I want to I want to have uh, the the morning show producer, the morning show I'm on, reach out to you. I'd love to have you on the morning show as well. We've got a really really big audience. It'd be good for book sales. Believe me. Yeah, that would be really wonderful. I'd love that. Well, thank you, dear. It was great having you on. Thanks so much. Yes, this has been such a joy. I mean, I just feel like I was at the dinner table with you guys. Yes, yep. <laughs> I appreciate all the truth that you're sharing, and you guys are doing great work. And it's just, it's been a joy to be with you guys. We feel the same Thanks. way. We'll talk to you soon, thank Jessica. You. Bye. Talk soon. Okay. See, that's what I love when all these people out there in Whispering Acres, they're, oh, I'm a victim of this, and I'm, I'm a victim of that. I'm a victim. Here's a young woman that was molested she several was a victim. times. Yeah. And she has the strength and the character to come forward and say, this ain't going to happen anymore. Yeah. Yeah, she seems to be very level-headed. Never called herself a victim once. She, she had a tough true. time. She didn't. Yeah. She never used the word victim. So these people with their, I'm a victim, oh, get everyone, away from everyone's me. Everyone's a victim today. Oh, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> everyone. a victim. I mean, if you're... The sexually abused, you are a victim. Yeah, no doubt about it. You can look at it. The preferred word is survivor. Yeah, survivor. We're also talking about people who are, it's like, you know, they gave me half calf instead of decaf. Yeah, I'm I'm a a victim. victim. (laughs) What's like that Michael Scott? I am the victim of a hate crime. Yep. (laughs) That's not what a hate crime is. Well, I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) I hated it. That is very funny. That was a good show. There's a big difference in having the mindset of a victim and having the mindset of a survivor. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You can go through something tough and you can choose to do something with it and make things better for other people. Yep. Or you can blame everybody and be hateful and just further make yourself unhappy well they can but they do carry it too far sometimes like yesterday they changed the name of asian carp i know because it's hateful and they changed it to something worse what Inva- is it now? invasive carp invasive to me carp. that seems more that seems worse that, that no. makes that's more of a hate speech the asian carp is from asia I, yes, I What's the problem here? I don't understand. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I don't understand. Well, apparently, and, this just to takes. This is uh, only an Illinois thing for oh, now, which makes sense. Oh. And because, they, yeah. they changed the name of some spider recently too. They, oh yeah, the uh, yeah. Uh, God, I saw it. What was it? Here, my, God, I can't think. Of it. I know exactly what you're talking about. It wasn't, even, it wasn't even. It wasn't even like a racial thing. They just said it was offensive. Well, remember, speaking of the, the office, shit-eating spider. What was his name again? The lead, the lead guy, Michael Scott. Michael Scott. When he comes on and he says, yeah. "Hey, let's go have some lunch, man. Let's have some Mexican food." Is there any term less offensive than Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't quite. Well, Asian carpet. That's Mexican. That I'm sorry. You can't now, say you want to go get some Asian food or Chinese food or exactly. Thai food. Mexican I don't really understand food, any of it. They won't even. People won't even say Latino. They have to say Latin. Latinx. No, yeah. No, Latin. Ask any first generation Hispanic immigrant oh. what they think of Latinx, and they'll tell you. It's just ridiculous. I'm sorry. So it's, it's going to be where you can't say Italians and Germans. Well, that's kind of what I, you know. It's ex-Talians. This is all part of, I I don't know, ever since women have gotten involved in politics, I feel that things have gotten a lot worse as far as that kind of herd mentality stuff, which I always thought that part of the problem with politics is that women weren't being represented. But now that women are in there, it's almost like... There's nothing that can make anybody happy anymore. No, I think it's social happy. media. And what does it all is. of these are driven by social media. All of these, you know, you can't say Latino things. That's all social media campaigns. And the problem is everyone in government is a million years old. 
And when they see a tweet, they think, oh, that's a big deal because when I get a call, that translates to 50,000 people. So, you know, one tweet must be 50,000 people. Yeah, exactly. So they see two people well, tweeting something, and then they make it a law because they don't know any better. Well, then you've got, you've got AOC who just capitalizes on social media. She's, she's starting a whole merchandise oh, you uh, empire. Well, there's a difference between women in politics and that type of woman. In yeah, politics. but that's who is that's who runs. That's who, runs. Yeah, that's who that's gets right. in. People vote for is the problem because yeah, there are nobody s- wants any level-headed, common-sense-spewing person. They want crazy people who should be in politics that aren't because no one votes for them. They would rather vote for the hyper-emotional weirdos, yeah, exactly. like the squad. Yeah. Well, and it's like it's like everything. You know, you're not gonna if you have a good experience at a place, you're not likely to go on the internet and talk about how wonderful it was but if you have a bad experience at a place the first thing you're going to do is, is jump true. on the internet and go on yelp and google and give horrible reviews and so it's like people just normal and good is like well whatever it's expected but it's the sensationalist well bad news travels faster yeah negative, and like negative and all this faster. screaming and complaining it's like that's the stuff but, that gets people riled up but, but a, isn't that the problem yeah but that's what i No, the problem is money because the people who do the craziest stupid stuff like like disregard the flag at, at the Olympics or something, right. they all of a sudden get a $20 million deal with Nike. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, just oh, the, yeah. it's the way it yep. works right now. So yeah, even though Nike uses slave labor. Yeah, if you do something outrageous, you'll get a deal. Yeah. You have to do something That's outrageous true. against the United States, yeah. and you'll get a deal. That's just how it works today. Something will happen at the Olympics. Watch. One person will oh, do I it. Guarantee and something's going to happen. And yeah. they'll get a deal. Yep. I guarantee you're absolutely right. Someone's going to want to be the next Jesse Owens or whoever that was. And yep. the press is going to hail them as some global hero saving the universe from racism. But Jesse Owens did great on merit. And was treated terribly yeah, the whole time matter, he did it. And just, still did it. Yeah. He never gave up. Well, there's, exactly. a guy, there's a guy from Kenya right now who's running for the Olympics for the United States, and he fought in the U.S. military, and he is an American citizen yeah. now, and he you. said, I'm doing this for America. Yep, I saw that. And it was pretty good. I love it. See, I stuff love that like movie. that I tear up on. Yeah, me stuff too. Stuff like that. I, that's exactly what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. Look, I mean, we're in a situation, like I said, I've been doing some reading lately about uh, you know comparing today to 70, 75 years ago. Not much different. I thought of something while we were talking about, you know, the Asian carp thing and all that. When I was going to Catholic school in North Minneapolis when I was a kid, there were no French or Italian or German people. There were frogs, <laughs> spaghetti benders, yeah. and just go down white, the list. Yeah, white backs, beaters, yeah. we call them beaters. All of it. I mean, everybody was called, like, yeah. you would not have been Italian. You'd be no. a spaghetti bender. You were WAP. WAP, yeah. yeah that that's was the interesting thing is because when I grew up, People didn't do that. No, they no. did not. But now they're doing it again because the government has sown so much racial hatred that it's back in fashion to be racist. Whereas <laughs> we were we were great for like I, twenty I years. Agree. I agree with any. I think yeah. the people loving this stuff the most are the racists. Oh yeah, the oh, racists are loving life. They they, oh, yeah. they 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 love all this. Part of yeah, the no mix one now. ever yeah. used racial slurs when I was a kid. We called no. each other gay all the time, but we didn't use racial <laughs> no, they slurs. Did. I mean, we, actually, actually, we called everything. Gay. Actually, believe it or not, kids still say gay. They do say gay. I, I, think that's just I how seen it some is. kids the other day going, that's gay. Young kids. So they still say it. Okay, so mm. let me tell you what I've been reading, because we only got about two minutes here. I'm going to get you guys' opinion on this. 
again, comparing 75 years ago in Nazi Germany to America today, basically, if we follow the lead, which we have so far to the letter, by the way, trying to trying to compartmentalize people and you're good and you're bad and you're horrible and you're blah, you know, what they did to the Jews, basically. Um, what's going to happen next is it's not only going to be all white people are racist, but white men are particularly racist. You. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, you. Yeah, me, absolutely. <laughs> and then it's going to be not only white men are racist, but it's going to be white Christian men yeah. are racist. Well, there we are on the Christian We're already side. there, yeah. There, already, did we already get the Christian there. deal? We're already there. Because then the next one is going to be, so is, is white man, you're this man, then you're a Christian man. <laughs> You're a Protestant man. So you and I will get off the hook. That is we probably grew up next. Because oh, yeah. Catholicism oh, is big the among Hispanics. The world Christianity is already big. Yep. It's already huge. But they can't go after Catholics because a lot of Hispanics are Catholic. Yeah. Not a lot. All. They tried going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's basically everybody. all, yeah. Even the, even the most hardened... The hardened criminal, Hispanic criminal, well, is still Catholic. Oh, oh yeah. Well, it's like the mafia. Right. They all wore crosses while they were slitting each other's yeah. throats. <laughs> but they're all still Catholics. Even like MS-13 and stuff are Catholics. Well, remember when, uh, what's her name, um, Supreme Court lady, Catholic? Supreme Court lady. Newest one. Amy Barrett Brown. Oh, yeah. 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 Amy, Amy Comey Barrett. Yeah, Amy, there you she's go. She's actually not, I don't think she's, she's Catholic. Christian. She's Christian. She's just, yeah. yeah. She's I thought she was, well, because people no, were all upset. They were like, oh, no, her religion, she's going to. She's Christian, and she's that was Catholic. enough to make, make them crazy. Like, but she's, she had been linked to like a f- super fundamentalist Yeah, she's not church. Catholic, though. Yeah. Oh. Biden's a Catholic. Yeah, because then they voted in Biden, and they have no problem with Catholicism among Hispanics. And black people are actually more likely to be Christian than white people. That's so. true. That's exactly well, right. the, her whole thing was she was linked to a church that used the term handmade and like oh, but a handmade was a thing people. before the show but existed. I'm, but I'm saying like they used it recently and it was <clears throat> believed to be kind of what the handmaid's tale was based off of. And she, was the church that she and she spoke in some anti-abortion to. Oh, she? Yeah, yeah, and she doesn't believe in gay marriage and so it was kind of like the fact that she was so intensely seemingly Christian like I said like fundamentalist almost. Yeah. That's and what people were concerned enough, about. She starts she, basically all of her rulings are pro left. Yes. Yeah, they are. Interesting. So far, they, well, they're, they're pro left. I know it's right. so interesting because when she was yeah up for the chair or whatever, everybody was so freaked the f yes, out that America was going to turn into oh, Gilead. So oh, that's why they were going like, to have to pack the courts yeah. to, to get rid to get rid mm-hmm. of her. Yeah. She'll be the longest and then now running that she, judge in history because she's so young. young. She's yeah. very young. And now that yeah, now that she's in there, I'm like, I haven't heard a thing about no. her. No. Yeah. It was no. all anyone talked and about. Because person said I was wrong. You can be religious and also uphold the constitution. Yeah. of the United States exactly. impartially. Because yeah. you know you can do that? Job. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brett Kavanaugh, when he was running, he was an alcoholic, rapist, you know, gang violent ra- abuser. Yeah. yeah. Zero proof for any of it, but everyone instantly believed it. He got on the bench, and all of a sudden the scandal evaporated because it doesn't matter anymore. And he's also been... And he's also been very... left. Yeah, pro-left. With, mm-hmm. Interesting. We have to take a break here. The first hour ran over a little bit, but that's cool because there's a lot of great stuff to talk about. And we'll be right back with hour two. 
Tommy, how long have you been at KQ? 36 years now. Wow, that's loyalty. Well, if I'm completely honest, it isn't the company that I'm loyal to. It's the listeners. I figured out a long time ago they're the only reason I have a job. Why are you asking? Well, we had another great month at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan. In fact, Burnsville continues to be the number one Nissan store in Minnesota. The loyalty part. Get to the loyalty part. Oh, yeah. This month, if you buy or lease a new Rogue or a Pathfinder from us, we'll give you an extra 500 off as long as you own or are leasing a Nissan. That is cool. Do they have to trade it? Nope. It's just a reward for being loyal. By the way, the new Pathfinder is fantastic. It's got a nine-speed transmission, and JLo says it'll practically pull the building. We also cut a deal with our good buddy Charlie Swenson, who's running a Nissan store in Chicago. He gave us some extra rogues. Because Charlie's such a nice guy. Well, Paul might have threatened him. Sounds like Paul. For details, go to Walzer Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan and claim your loyalty gift. Tommy, give him some Elvis loyalty. Thank you. Thank you very much. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Honest to God, my own son. I finished him the commercial at the very end. He goes, I don't even understand what he's talking about. It's <laughs> not <laughs> about the commercial. Oh, it was about something else. It's something about a mansion in Lane- Lanesboro. Oh, Lanesboro, Minnesota. We're just talking about houses, and we don't want to talk about personal issues. We want to talk about this house. So, Catherine and I go down to ride bikes down in Lanesboro. Great place. You've never been there. It's phenomenal. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it is. The, the scenery. I now mean, that's you, in the southeastern part of the yep, state, right? Very like tip. It's Iowa, Wisconsin, of, oh, and Lane Okay, Burrow, so it's basically. south of Rochester. Yes. Southeast of Rochester. Yeah, about probably 20 miles, 25 miles, okay. something like that. So we're down in Lanesboro and we're walking around, and I walk past this Victorian mansion. This place is stunningly beautiful. So I'm looking at it. It's got all these, you know, it's not about an acre of land. Uh-huh. It's got all these street lights. You know those three globe street lights? Yep. Remember those? Yeah. There are a bunch of those around it. The place is just stunning. So I, I and I go, is that a for sale sign? There's a for sale sign in front of it. So I'm like, I got to look this up. Man. Yeah. I got to look it up. I looked it up. 11,500 square feet. Oh, my God. Nine bathrooms, eight bedrooms. She's on the market. You can pick it up today for... Seven fifty. Wow. What? Oh there was a house. In, there was a house wow. in Red Wing like that. Remember? Seven <laughs> fifty. I, I showed it to you a couple of years ago. It was in Red Wing. And wow. Yeah, I remember. Big that. marble staircase. Yep. And it might have been seven thousand or eight thousand square yeah. feet. But that was under a million. I'm like, oh man. I couldn't believe this place is stunningly. I mean, wow. it's as big as this building for Christ. Well, I have a feeling it's that cheap because it's totally like everything needs to be replaced. Every window in nope. the place. Nope. 
Andy, don't get into real estate. It's in great shape. It really is. I, mm. It's just Lanesboro. That was Amityville Realty, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Amityville yeah, yeah, Horror. Yeah. Hey, you could, you could turn it into Pachyderm, I mean, too. Let's let's go broke and we'll build a recording studio. Even an hour outside of the city, things are massively inflated. So they are, There's yeah. got to be something wrong with the place. No, I'm telling you, I saw it. There's nothing wrong with it. Wow. It, it, what's a bed and bra- uh, B&B right now? Bed oh, and breakfast wow. right now. Which uh, I was trying to talk to you. I was like, Come on, let's just buy it. What do you say? <laughs> we'll put it on a hundred-year mortgage. Yeah, <laughs> handy man like yourself would give you something oh, on yeah. the weekends. Absolutely, no question. <laughs> no, that that house here would be eight to ten million dollars oh, easily, yeah. easily, yeah. easily. Yeah. Eleven thousand square feet. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh God, one could own. What would you? There's even actually, and it was built this way. You could just tell because it wasn't just an add-on or whatever. There's actually a skyway to get from one part of the building to the other. That's how big wow. this house is. Wow. i got to believe it. And the taxes are nothing. Really? Who yeah. was the land baron that I mean that uh, bought, that had that house back in the in, in that part of the state? What did they do? Andy, would you look at would you look? They up? must have they must have owned like a paper mill or some Something. kind of gigantic thing. I thought about a lot of lumber people would be there, but they're not. Yeah. There were not a lot of lumber people. Well, in you're that close town. enough to Rochester. It could have been some big shot from the uh, the doctor. Oh, yeah, could have been a doctor yeah. over there. Andy, it's I think it's seven oh five. Seven oh eight Parkway Avenue. Yep, that's the one. There it is. So yeah, eight bed, nine bath, eleven point five thousand, seven eighty five. Well, seventy five. Oh, it went up there. Wow. Well, um, hurry before the price goes up. <laughs> call the talk and text line at five six one two two eight forty sixty one and get your bid on the Lanesboro Mansion. What was the question on it again, Andy? Where I was going to ask you a question. Taxes. Well, oh, the taxes on it. Uh, probably very little. Considering yeah. how cheap it is, they're not much. Wow. They're, I mean, I think uh, if I remember correctly, around like twelve, fifteen grand a year, something like that. Oh yeah, uh, okay, let's I see. got that in my back pocket. <clears throat> yeah, well, no problem. Well, compared to my friend who sold his house out in Wyzetta, sold his house because his property taxes went up to a thousand dollars a day. Three hundred sixty-five grand a year. Oh my god! <laughs> property taxes five fifty-four a month. So about six, six grand. grand. Yep. Oh my god, god, that's about what I'm paying. We got to move to Lanesboro, Andy. Bandhouse. Bandhouse. <laughs> I'm looking inside. It looks like if you took every grandma in the world and concentrated <laughs> them into the form of one house, it's literally like endless rooms filled with tchotchkes and knickknacks yeah. and ancient furniture. Lot, lot of and five dollar bills for cards. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like it would probably take. I get two. That's how old Several I am. years. Years just to get the crap out of the house. No, it'd be fine. So what? Uh, what was our question again? The the. Um, I don't know. We're oh, talking about like, taxes. Yeah, we're talking. No, there was, the taxes. Question, there was one the other question we had about it though. I can't remember what it was. I don't know, but you you saw the incident. Yeah, it is. It is because it's a bed and breakfast. They stacked it with all of that stuff you're talking yeah. about. So, oh, uh, the name of it. That's what I was going to. Was it? It's the Shaneland House or something like that. Uh, it actually hasn't. It, it, what you know, what Mick asked there, there it is named after the actually. Guy it's built named it, the Lanesboro Nuclear Testing Facility. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you could live there now. It's the <clears throat> Shaneland House or the Shineland House, something like that. But yeah, I, I asked down there, and a lot of it had to do with. Uh, well, first of all, you can see a hundred miles in any direction. The, wow. the, oh, the land is just mm-hmm. spectacularly beautiful. It's right on the Root River there. By the way, the Root River on Saturday morning. We get down there, and there's still you know, the rivers. Oh, God, look at that beautiful river. We get up Saturday morning, go for a bike ride. I look in the river. There are about 10,000 people on tubes out the river. <laughs> Holy crap. There were hundreds and hundreds of people on tubes out there. 
just having a ball. And the people could not have been nicer. Wow. Wonderful, friendly people. That sounds amazing. I couldn't believe it. I'm telling you, man, if the four of us put together a little dough and bought the house, then... Considering (laughs) I'm buying a house in three weeks, not a whole lot of money to go around. (laughs) (laughs) It's not time for you right now. So, Mick, you and I talked a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Did, 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 you, did you record a commercial? No. No, I didn't. I, I sent it to you, but we're yeah, going to do it today. Did. Yeah, I wasn't sure what you we'll thought about what I sent you, but. No, no, it's know? great. Yeah. I, I got it here, and we'll, we'll, yeah. uh, we can cut that between shows if you oh, want cool. to do that. Sure. That's uh, fine. The Scanlon house. Scanlon. There Scanlon. you go. Okay. I wonder which can Not Tommy Scanlon. He's still around. Or do you guys he... know Tommy Scanlon? I know that name. Why do I know that? Irish name? guy, Turf Club, I think. Okay. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. That, I don't right. know him. I know he, he tells me a story when he because he still got his Irish accent. He says, Tommy like Scanlon, this. the Irish guy, the like, Irish. The French. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he goes, Tom, I got to tell you a story. I was, I was a younger man, and uh, we had a neighbor that uh, my mother didn't get along with too well. We didn't uh, we didn't care for him. So I got a bunch of friends together. I said, Look, my mother I can't take him anymore. Let's kill him. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay, so we had this plan. We're going to kill the guy. And then we find out, like, two days later that he died. So they came to me and said, Tommy, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. He died. He goes, well, let's dig him up and kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, by the way, is a great guy. He would never harm us souls. So I don't get the wrong impression of Tommy. He's a great guy. Listen, take him up and kill him again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, Pally. So what are you advertising? What's your what's the new deal? Well, this is what I love about this thing is that it it, it stemmed from such an organic and stupid place. It was my friend Max and I, Max Krauth, who's a guitar player in a lot of my shows and he's just a great guy and he's been a dear friend. And uh, we're talking on the phone. We're just trying to we're just being sarcastic with each other, trying to outdo each other in cleverness. And we could do about three or four rounds of these things going back and forth. And I went, you know, I think we might have something here. And through the conversation, I said, you know, we should do, we should call these things harshables, these little right. clip, you know, quips of ours. And they could be greeting cards. And so from there, we just kind of, had this idea to find stock footage, mm-hmm. you know, images, and then have that on the cover and then open it up. And then whatever these things that we came up with were the inside of the card. Very simple. And, and you know, the tag was, you know, harshables.com. Funny to you. <laughs> well. It's not funny to everybody. Right. And then the other tag would be is get it for someone who gets it. Because everybody has that person in their life, whether it's a family member or a friend, they can just go back and forth with. They, they know they're not going to be offended. They know they're not going to be hurt because that's what you do. That's, that's right, your friendship. Right. You can take it. So let me see you if I get this it, straight. Take it. In the height of the Me Too era, you're going to launch nasty greeting card companies. Well, they're not, they're not nasty. They're, they're harshables. <laughs> <laughs> they're harshables. Yes, there you go. So I just, you know, and so we just, so we, we've made about 40 of these cards, and I brought a few of them if you guys want to take a yes. look at them. Yeah, that's but great. But they're just, they're, they're very, you know, they're very simple. I haven't seen cards like this. Um, and they're just, they're meant to be funny. You know, they're meant to be sarcastic. They're meant to be funny. (laughs) 
two guys talking on oh, top Lord. of a Volkswagen microbus, and one says to the other, I'm curious, have you ever wondered how it might feel to tell an interesting story? <laughs> See, now that's I'm keeping great that one. Um, I'll try another one. Oh Young, lovely God. couple dancing. Remind me to tell you what a disappointment you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, these are great. <laughs> who, who wrote these? Uh, Max and I. You know, so, oh, yeah. Tom, turn your ringer off. It happened yesterday, too. I know. Mm. I don't know why people keep calling me. Just leave me alone. It's Pat, Pat Eberts. Oh, I sorry, don't are, you guys doing the the, are you guys doing the podcast? Yeah, Pat. Where, well, Bilski did it yesterday. It was Bilski that did the uh, pill. Pilski. God, these are great. They're so. They're very. My funny. wife would love these. Well, She's, that, you this know, is right up her when alley. When I, when I, when I put it out there, there when we did relief sessions, <laughs> you know, people were like handing them off to each other, and oh, yeah. show and showing them that. Oh, you got to, you got to see this. You got to see this, <laughs> because they're just, <laughs> they're just meant to be funny. Yeah. And, yeah. and and they're meant they're not meant to send as a you know sentimental thing they're meant to be and they do, it doesn't really matter what day it is right it's just I'm thinking of you I think you'll think this is funny you'll get this well and the setup is the photographs are beautiful they're so they beautiful and glossy really yeah. nice. lo yeah. it looks like they're, a they're, ten dollar greeting card very lovely. and you open it up and it gives you the finger this is no, wait brilliant a yeah you, you might want to mention there are a lot of millennials in these pictures there's quite a few <laughs> yeah yeah okay I want to read four all right the last one. I, it's just right up my alley. Yeah, okay, well, well they all I'm interested in you. Okay, a picture of, uh, we got seven very young people, look to be uh, anywhere from 25 to about 40 years old. There's one guy who might be 40, the rest of them in their 20s, early 30s. Yeah. And they're doing the all hands in the campfire, we're all in this together kind of deal. Say it with me, planter fasciitis. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. There's a woman sitting upside down in a red chair. Her hair's hanging down. So, in other words, her feet are sticking up yep. over the back of the chair and her head's drooping down the foot of the chair. And it says, no wonder he left. <laughs> we're, we're coming. Oh, two of the other guys that were in the circle are back on the cover. They're bumping elbows because they're both wearing masks. And it says, don't you miss syphilis? So, oh. And then finally, and I got to tell you something that I saw in a clip yesterday was phenomenal. It goes along these that it would never be acceptable today, but the uh, whereas these are okay. Redhead guy with a beard and his beautiful girlfriend or wife or whomever it is is giving him a hug and she's got a big smile on her face. She has her chin on his right shoulder as she's looking over his shoulder, and it says. I fucking hate you so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is as it's good just, as it gets. You know, we just, what Max and I were trying to do with this thing is just, uh, we think that there is, uh, I mean, I know it. It's like Max and I, we can, we can go back and forth. And there's yes. hundreds of thousands, millions of people that have that relationship yeah. where you can, you can be funny with them and you can be sarcastic and you can be, these things aren't mean. They're just right. they're just sarcastic and and sassy and kind of right. funny, but but right. it'll be funny to the person you give it to, mm -hmm. or the person you know you get it from. You'll think it's funny. Well, you inspired me a couple of weeks ago when I talked to you about this yeah. for the first time. I was thinking about: Are we ever going to get back to a point where it's okay for me to laugh at something you said to me, even though you'd consider it an insult? I it's funny to me. Yeah, you know, Jesus. Yeah. And a perfect example. 
just yesterday I saw an old clip of the uh, Get Smart TV show. Yes. Oh with God. Don Adams, so right? Great. And the guest star that week was Don Rickles. <laughs> and they ended up cutting this line up, but it was originally, he said it on the show, but they cut it out before it aired. So Don Adams walking along. <laughs> Here comes Don Rickles walking through the door, and Don Adams says, oh, look, a Jew midget. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, there's no way you're getting away no with way. that these days. No way. And, and no way. Rickles, you couldn't say either one. A Jew orbit. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Rickles well, almost passed out. He was laughing. Oh, my God. He, he was hilarious. Well, you know, what I thought was, was interesting when, when, we, when we did test this out with people just at a couple of my festivals is how I thought only guys like me or Max would think it's funny. No, but but both funny. men and women thought it was really funny. They had their friends that they oh I got to get this for this person. I got to get yep. this for my brother. No, my He'll wife dig this. My wife you know? would totally love this. Yeah. She works at the Catholic Catherine Church, too. and she occasionally will tell priests, "This is the estrogen wing. Get out of here!" Right, and then right. they look at her and go, "Okay, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I love that it just came from such an innocent, uh, organic, from a phone call. It just kind yeah. of stemmed from that, and Max is very savvy, and he put together the website and and does the artwork on all the cards, and then him and I, from time to time, we'll just start. Well, let's let's write some more, and and we're offering people if people have their own harshables.com card that they want to submit, you know, if it's good, we'll make a card of it, and it'll be available. It's like all these cards that you saw are available right now at harshables.com. And they're only six bucks, so well, it's a you know it's a pretty easy price point for people. But it, it's we just think we think it's really funny, and I just think it's it it's time to have some humor, and I think this is a way it to is. do it because you're you're directing it to somebody who actually will get it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to offend somebody. You you you're going you, you're not going to offend anybody because you're you're getting it for the person that you know right. will get, we'll get this. It. They'll my, think it's funny. My mom and I for years had a competition. This went on, God, twenty years to send each other the sappiest cards <laughs> oh, on, God, for birthdays and so Mother's much. Day and stuff. You know, the the bigger the flower pop outs I could get, and she just like this sucks. This is terrible. She got it. It was fun. One of the greatest cards I ever saw was my sister Peggy. When I was, it was like 1970, and it was Father's Day, and she did not get my dad a card, and she drove, you know, rode her bike down to Snyder's, and she came back, <laughs> and uh, Snyder's. Snyder's and gave baby. and gave dad a card, and it, and it was it was of an African American father, you know, to my dad, and he just thought it was one of the funniest things. Exactly. He, he just thought oh, this is the greatest card I've ever gotten. Way to spend a lot of time. I, I was right. I got a text from Sarah. She's listening at work. Oh yes, me likey lots. Me likey. <laughs> me likey lots. Me likey. There you go. No, but it's a. I think we need. You know, forget this cancel culture deal. And oh my God, I'm so hurt by this. And I'm, it's gotten so bad that Sherry Shepard or whatever she's on the View or the Talk or some language. Yeah, I know. Right. She actually said she could never watch Friends, but because it just. It, it, there was nothing about her in there. She was on Friends. Mm. That's what I thought. She was she was on a but couple of the episodes of Friends. Really? Un, was she, no, she wasn't. Now, who was the one that was dating? God, I can't remember. The, David Schwimmer. Because he dated a black woman on yeah. that show. Oh. But I can't remember who she was. Well, but was she, she dating? She, I know I know that there, there was Aisha. She was, Aisha yeah, somebody. Aisha she Tyler. was in the show. Aisha yeah. Tyler. Aisha or Tyler. Taylor. Is it Taylor or Tyler? It's Tyler. 
it is, is Tyler. It is Tyler. You're right. Yeah, Aisha Tyler. She, wow, what a beautiful woman. But yeah, she said she would she just never fit in and she never liked it and it was just terrible because it was too white. Yeah. So I said, you know, I felt the same way when I was watching Sanford and Son. You know, yeah. there was just nobody liked me on Sanford. You was Jeremy. You got. Flip Wilson, you got uh, Fred Sanford, you got Lamont, you got uh, Bill Cosby, you got... What the hell? Yeah. I don't care what your skin color is. If you're funny, entertaining, you can sing, whatever the hell you can do. Yeah. I don't care. Why does anybody care as much as they claim they care? I hope not. I yeah. hope it's an act. Yeah, I don't know. You yeah. know, Max and I really try to... Our intent is to not... We're not we don't want to be mean with these. There's no, there's no, there's no fun in being mean. Right. But I, but I think that... I think these are sarcastic enough and sassy enough and and so offbeat because of the image that you see it for you don't expect that and that that surprise is just a really fun surprise for people that that you know will get it remember you know this had to be 30 years ago I was watching 60 minutes and they did a short five-minute segment about Hallmark greeting cards (laughs) and they had to separate the comedy writing team from the bereavement writing team, <laughs> because you'd walk into the funeral card section and everybody's just like really God. depressed and down, and then you go in the other place, they're whipping faces at each other and flipping everybody off. And well, I love and I love the name too, Harshables. It's not even yeah, a it's word. Good. It's not. It's you know, not a but real you word. can't mispronounce it. It, it. There's only one way to say it, and I just think it's a funny word, Harshables. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of playful. I, I yeah. agree. Like I said, it. it I want that to come back. My yeah. friends and I, when I was growing up in North Minneapolis, we never said a nice thing to one another. No, the well, it's the inner city that started the dozens, right? That's kind of what it the is. Dozens. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Uh, I, I just we, you know, hey douchebag, how you doing? I mean, that's just how it was, right? Right. right. Oh, I'm offended. You would call me? No, it was funny. Relax. Yeah. You know, but you know, people know what to say and where where to say it. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and this, right. This is the card that you, it's a safe bet. You're only sending it to this person that right. you know is going to dig it, you know, that you know is going to get it, and will probably send one back to you, and it becomes mm-hmm. this thing that you have between the two of you. Or you're, you, you know, might as well schedule your IPO. My wife's going to buy so many of these damn things. You can, you'll be able to go public by January well, it's just ridiculous. It's so, it's so, it, it, the, the font is endless. You know, it can, yeah. you could just do these as many as you want because well, Max and I are so having, having people send in ideas. Oh, isn't that I mean, fun? That's the Max's ultimate idea. Yeah. low effort, high reward right. deal, right? You get credit. This that's is right. your, you know, and and you would you would get credit. Yeah. This Harshable is written by blah, blah. H.L. You know? Mencken. Yeah. Yes, H.L. Mencken. Yeah, he H. L. was Mencken. a straight-ahead guy. No <laughs> doubt about that. You know, Andy's heard this a million times. Doug, you probably heard it too about the, the guy that Rickles was interviewing on the Tonight Show guy weighed about 500 pounds. I don't know. I don't remember. Andy's heard so sorry, Andy, but I got to tell us because this is exactly what we're talking about. It was hilarious. The guy he said it to thought it was hilarious. This is on national television. Yeah. Don Rickles out in the Johnny Carson audience doing Stump the Band. And he goes over to this guy and he goes, Stand up, sir. And the guy stands up. He's about 6'5, weighs about 500 pounds. Huge guy, right? And Rickles just goes, Oh, oh. He's going like that, right? And he goes, What's your name, sir? He goes, My name's Tiny. Tiny, <laughs> tiny, huh? 
What's your wife, a waffle? <laughs> oh, my no, God. No, that's funny. <laughs> Seriously. It was not an insult. But I, can you imagine a guy that big having sex with a woman? It's like, wow. holy shit. I have something, Jermaine, that sadly is sad. Uh, uh, Scott Hansen, who we all know, posted this on Facebook a when? couple of days ago. Days, I, yeah, days. the photo of he doesn't have, guys? He doesn't, have a, he doesn't have much time left. They oh, want to put him in hospice. They're thinking oh. five or six weeks. Well, so sorry to bring everybody down. Well, I don't. He's got a variety of health issues. He didn't detail them. Noel's like Scott. Yeah. Noel's a great guy. Well, okay, no, I'm in a great mood the rest I'm of the day. I'm sorry, good, but, you know. Don't worry about my feeling. You know. I never do. Well, I already went through the situation. Andy, they took that, remember that, that email I got from so-and-so yesterday, and they put it in the newspaper, mm-hmm. cut up part of it? It's gone now. So I don't know if you mm-hmm. had him take it up. I won't say who it is. I did on the podcast because it was in the newspaper, but now it's not in the newspaper anymore. Maybe, I don't know. But a very close friend of mine, that guy used to be on this show, was just had a stroke. Oh, no. Yeah, he did. And he, 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 I, I, I've been texting back and forth. I haven't called him because he can't put two words together right now. So just, it's wow. right brain then, right? It's his fourth stroke. Oh, jeez. You know, he's uh, 73, I think uh, he said he is. But this guy was my when, – when, when the KQ Morning Show took off and got so huge, I was terrified. I didn't like, what am I going to do now? You know, we get to a 30 share. What the hell am I supposed to do now, right? He would take me on top of this building at which he worked, and we'd sit up there on the roof and smoke a cigar, and he'd go, here's what you need to do. I mean, this guy's my hero. Wow. He, he, he you know, he's four or five years older than I am, and he, he just said, no, you got it. Don't worry about it. It's a great show. He's doing a great job. Just here's what you do, 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 do. And I did everything he told me to do. Worked like a charm. So you'll find out. Fairly, so I don't. You know, if anybody knows if it's a public story, I can identify the person, but I don't. Yeah, it looks like they retracted the uh, that part of the they story. Did. They took it out of the story. That's interesting. Well, so maybe he doesn't want. Uh, it might be. He doesn't want anybody to know, but but it's already out because it was already in the newspaper. Let's take a break. We can come back with more depressing. Holy stories. God! <laughs> that twenty-three minutes flew by. That's no, not depressing. It's it's a love no, of I another human that, being. I right. thought the world. I think the world of both of these guys. And that makes me very, very sad. So, you wow. know, what are you going to do? We'll be Good job, Doug. Yeah, Doug, way to go, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody's going to drive You taskmaster you. <laughs> we'll, you know, maybe we should cut the commercial while we do the show. That'd be kind of fun, actually. Whatever you want to do. On the show, we'll cut the... Doug produces enough of them. He can handle it. Yep. Andy records enough of them so he can handle it. Do you care, Andy? Sure. We just cut it during the show. I think it'd be kind of fun to do it it that way. We'll be right back to cut a commercial. It's going to be fantastic (laughs) right back. There's a unique bond you and you alone have with a family member or a friend that is distinctly your own. A language and humor that defines the two of you that no one else in your life has. The person you know that understands your kind of humor. The creators of Harshables.com know that bond because they have that bond. Harshables are greeting cards for messages that are funny to you. When you need to send a message of sarcasm and humor in a way only you and your friend will truly get, Harshables is the greeting card you've been waiting for. Get it for someone who gets it. Harshables. They may not be funny to everyone, but they're really funny to you. And in the end, isn't that all that really matters? Each card is only $6. See the entire catalog of cards now at www.harshables.com. There. Perfect. Perfect. 
That sounded great. Would you like to take? Thank you. All My right. pleasure. Cool. My All right. pleasure. I'll go into the ad break now. I want you to play that you into the ad break. You know what you got to do? Is, just, you, <laughs> is it a 60? No, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I was just going to say you could read one. It's a whatever I didn't know if you, you wanted. Well, I could, you want me to read one? Uh, do you, if you want to read one. Sure. I'm trying to think of which one would be a eight seconds palatable. We need, we need a. Well, it's all right. It's a podcast. You can go tell people to fuck themselves. If you want. <laughs> well, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Someone's here. Oh, so, is Peter? Peter's oh, Peter's here. probably here. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah, Come on in, lad. Oh, for Christ! Why <laughs> don't you look any older? For Christ's sake! Because <laughs> he's old. Batman. No, I've got gray hairs. Oh, well, like you don't look any us. older than the yeah, last time. Like Forty goddamn years ago. I've never liked you. You can sit there, there or here. You, you get the pick. We're doing a very informal show today. Okay, okay you ready? Good. You ready for the this handy? This part, then you can. Oh yeah. Then you can just add it on. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let me just turn everything off. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Two guys, one arm on the other guy's shoulder, sitting on top of a red VW van. I'm curious, have you ever wondered how it might feel to tell an interesting story? Harshables.com. That was almost exactly eight, so there you go. Now it's a 16. Yeah, baby. There you go. You got to see these cards. All right, I'll go into the commercial. Oh, you've seen them? Fantastic. Go to the commercial break now. All right. We'll be right back. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home. List it on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Hey, it's Tom again from my friends at Profile. Let's face it, when it comes to losing weight, most of us don't care how we get there. But once we reach our goal, we end up right where we started and gain it all back. That's what I love about Profile. Profile's in it for the long haul. Profile knows that losing weight isn't always a straight line. There are lots of ups and downs. I'm so thankful my Profile coach, Danette, is there to really keep me on track when I need it most. I cannot say enough about Profile. I tell Kelly at Profile that it's changed my life, and it can change yours, too. There's no question about that. Profile has six metro locations as well as Mankato, St. Cloud, and Rochester. Don't wait. I am telling you, I absolutely believe in Profile. That is a fact. Call today or visit ProfilePlan.com for a location near you. Visit ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Owen mentioned promo code KQRS for a special discount. ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Hey, I just got out of the meeting. I can't even tell you how different it was from what I expected. Well, you know, I'm uncomfortable interviewing in the first place, but I didn't feel that way there. Everything they said made sense to me. Yeah, and Priority is the largest same-day delivery company in the Twin Cities. And after all these years of doing it for someone else, I'm ready to be part of something bigger. 
A job? That's what I have now. You know I need more. Driving is what I do, and Priority Courier Experts is where I want to do it now. I know, and that's the best thing about it. I could never afford to buy a truck like that on my own, but tomorrow, because they believe in my skills, I'm taking out the first brand new truck that I'm going to own on the last payment. I can't wait to be in their fleet. I can't wait to be the next expert on the road. After 20 years of driving side-by-side on the road with these guys, of course I'm excited. And all I did was check out Priority.com. Easy. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. I had fun cutting a commercial. That was fantastic. People always like the uh, behind-the-scenes things going on. So they heard it? What yeah. did they think? People like that kind of thing. I thought, it's a, Tom sucks. It's a look behind be... the curtain. <laughs> yeah, they did a look behind the curtain on the morning show a couple of Thursdays ago. Did they? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yes, we, they oh, that's did. Right. Oh, you tell. Pat Ebert says in right, here, yeah. we have to record a Nissan commercial, yeah. and they kept the feed live going out, and it's, it's like, it's oh, a my good God. thing yeah. we didn't talk about what we normally do. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. You know, that son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Shelly Wilkes is terrible. Yeah, well, I do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's why I always uh, kill every mic whenever we <laughs> yeah. don't want to be you on. You just unplug the just entire building. It's a microphone dictator. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot believe the talent just oozing out of this room now. Uh, you got Doug Sprinthal. Uh, you got Mick Sterling. <laughs> you got Andy. And you got... Peter Bourne, it's Mr. Right. Janitor. Oh, and by wow. the way, people actually think you were the janitor. I know. <laughs> I know. There's so much lore on that. Yeah, we, I was there at Grunce's pool party, and I don't know. Oh, I that's was, right. That's where, that was, that's that's where the right. name came from. The janitors the played apparently at this ominous or this uh, eventful pool party that basically tanked, tanked the whole campaign for Grunset. And but we came on. Oh and we, wow! Really? And the oh, new, yeah. The new janitors came about because it's like it's almost spinal tap. Well, we became the lovely lads. Then the new the new stand came up with the janitors, so we went back to the. So, but no, we had a we had a wonderful career as the new janitors for KQ. Was I was at the God, you remember the Catfish Saloon next to the Afton House. Yeah, yeah. I was there two nights after his campaign fell apart, and he was in the corner, and he looked like he was going to oh, shoot so himself. <laughs> Wasn't it like whipping out a ditty or something? No, he's going after his daughter's kids or something. There was a like, little bit of swimming pool party pun. I had fourteen year olds. Inappropriate. Uh, yeah. Unless you're Jerry Lee Lewis, and then it's apparently okay. Lady. Not Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lee Lewis, <laughs> oh, married oh, his cousin. That, that one. Oh yeah. Sorry. Jesus, Peter. <laughs> are we? Are we on? T- is this on too? No, no, not, okay. not anymore. No. So good. I no. can let my hair down. Uh, actually, what the hell is the name of that shithole again? What? Uh, that website. Oh, oh, oh YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. yeah okay, Girl. Oh, I thought you were talking about Harshables. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, well. Yikes. This is a very hot and cold show, I tell yeah. you what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Things can no, turn they, in a minute here at the they got Laugh Lounge. One. They kicked us off of YouTube yeah. for some reason. What, whatever. Yes, they did. Well, I'm, whatever. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. This is good to be here. No, I fought it. It was Doug's idea. I know. <laughs> He's pushing it all, all the way. I got too many stories on Tom. That's now, what we're going to talk about all the boating stuff and car selling secrets, but it's interesting. Interesting to know that this big boat that Peter and his wife brought back from the dead oh, yeah, 60 right. foot yeah. long cruiser, <clears throat> somebody else in this room just got married on it about a month ago. That's I don't, right. We didn't receive somebody. invitations. Yes. For some Wait a minute, just... let me look through those uh, cards again. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, hold that up again. 
We interviewed Bobby Rush last Thursday. I saw that. It was oh, great. Oh, Bobby Rush. I saw him at the God, Dakota. was he phenomenal. Yeah, I bet. Amazing, Let amazing. Let me tell you story. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And, and we, we, we had the, the what, what's it called? Geo, Geo traced him. We Geo yeah. traced him back to Monroe, Louisiana. You <laughs> did. Wow. But I said, er, uh, er, uh, I was talking to the guy, and er, uh, er, uh, I was like, man, only people from Monroe, Louisiana say, er, uh, er, uh, er, uh. So here's my favorite Bobby Rush story that he told, and you guys are big. So talent. he's a kid. He's like 15, and he's putting crap on his face so he looks older. He's taking matches and burning them out, and he's going to audition <laughs> for these two white guys that run this club. And the guy auditioning in front of him is a guitar player you might have heard of before named Elmore James. <laughs> so he gets up there and plays, and they're like, oh, thanks, Elmore. Yeah, you're gonna be, we'll get back to you. And he walks out of there, and they start going, that big dumb end's never going to play this effing club and blah, blah, blah. And, and Bobby rushes in the corner. Sitting right there. And he's like, what do you do, kid? And he goes, uh, you know, I wanted a gig. So I said, you know, I do a little singing and a little dancing. And, well, show us what you got. So he gets up there, and he does the ham bone, obviously pandering to him. He gets the gig. And guess what he does? What? Hires Elmore. Yeah. <laughs> <a guitar player. laughs> Very nice. Yeah, we don't need Elmore. Then. No, we don't need him. Yeah. Honest to God. That, but uh, looking back now, you know, that, by the way, I get, whether you want to or not, Mick, now I consider you to be my youngest brother. Because uh-huh. you took Troy's place. Yes, you know? yes. You just, you know, if that works thank you. for you. Thank you, I'll take Every it. time I see you now, I think of Troy. That's yeah. all I do, I think of him. So now you're my brother. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. <laughs> I don't know if you know that Troy, not, Troy is a Troy lovely died. man. Yeah. He was a lovely, lovely man. He was a very funny Yes, he was. Man. I told you a story about playing golf and a beautiful cart woman. Did I ever tell you that one? No. Oh, Christ. Troy and I are <laughs> out playing golf. And this beautiful, he's about 30 so I'm at the time I'm 45, whatever. We're playing golf in this beautiful cart woman. I was driving a beer cart. She's just stunningly, just gorgeous woman, and she comes by like every two holes. And now you knew Troy as well, right? I did. What yeah, a great yeah. sense of humor, the guy. He had a very funny guy. Phenomenal. So she keeps coming back like every two holes. And I said, Troy, I think that uh, that young lady's kind of hot on you. He goes, No, no, she's not. So we're on the 16th hole, and here she comes again, right? And she comes up, she goes, uh, Troy, um, I don't want to be too forward or anything like that, but uh, maybe you and I could go grab dinner sometime. And he goes, are you asking me out? And she goes, I guess I am. And he goes, yeah, get in line, sister. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then he goes, I'm only kidding. I'd love to go to wow. dinner. <laughs> get in line, sister. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> Oh, God. But, yeah, so every time I see you, it makes me happy. Well, it's that's kind of very like kind of you to say. Thank you. No, Thank true. you. He thought the world of you. And I didn't even know you guys even knew one another until the Yeah, the, we, our paths would cross months. off and on throughout the years, and then mostly at Crooners. Yeah. Um, the oh, last yeah. time he was there and stuff. But, yeah, we were, I played there. I performed there quite a bit, so it was, it was always good to see him. No doubt about it. Yep. So there's a lot of happiness in this room. Oh, yes. Doug's here to drag things down. I know. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's not have too much fun. <laughs> no fun of any kind. So, Peter, what the hell? 60-foot boat. Now, yeah. that's for car selling secrets. You're going to have to wait. Oh, to never mind. Okay, I don't talk about story. that. No, I just was going to ask him if he was like one of the clampets now or something. All of a sudden, the, the, the oil well came up. Ding, 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 All of a sudden, oh, Jed Clampett over here has got a 60-foot yacht. Oh, this is, there's a story behind it I'm going to happy to share. <laughs> yeah, yes. Doug, well, but it's an amazing story. But, Next hour. But I tell you what. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where my radio days, my music, um, 
and then eventually in, got into dabbled in some custom car work and that kind of thing. That all brought me to this point, you know. And so by using all those things, I'm, I've just been had a, I've been really blessed to, right, to have right. this to have this working for us. You know. This is 2021. You should not be grateful for anything. Don't you realize that? <laughs> how Everybody dare said, you this? How, how dare you how be dare happy? You. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you do now, oh, that sucks. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Life is wonderful. I've been, yeah, we've had we've had our good run and and just meeting lots of great people in the process and and, and yeah. reconnecting with people yeah. too, sharing that uh, story. It's going to be fun to, to share out full mm-hmm. full blown here, but but yeah, uh, from the new janitor days. Uh, you know, Mick and I were always uh, crossing paths. He was gigging, uh, we were gigging, uh, and uh, and you know, it's fun to to reconnect with uh, with Mick as well. About a year and a half, two years ago, we got together and kind of really nailed it down to uh, reconnect, and and it's been a great thing. It's been t- terrific. Yeah, really great. Did you come out to Vegas that year when we did the the I think it was the final year at. The Aladdin, which became became Planet Hollywood. Did you come out those years? Uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't at any of the Vegas shows. Yeah, My, I, th- I think I got kicked I off you... coming to these after I played the uh, mass matrimonies at the mall, and I was. Oh my and, god! And, and, that's and, right. We all got dragged out there, and I was. I think Tony Lee and I were playing uh, a, a Partridge Family song. I think I love you, and I just got the. Uh, we're done with that song. Moving on. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I mean, we had some we had some really fun times back in the radio days, and then, yeah. Uh, but no yeah, doubt. so yeah, no. Pete Frisch is actually part of our little lineup of things. So what? Uh, yeah, I love Pete. Pete and Francie have have uh, committed a lot of time and effort to help him make this thing go. And so, we're talking about uh, you know our radio days where we connected. He goes, if you would have told me thirty years ago or twenty years ago, whatever it is, that I'd be sitting here schlepping paint and working on this boat project. Uh, and but we talk about uh, the, the you know the fun that we had in in, in the in the days of radio. Pete was a one wonderful guy. Oh, yeah. Cumulus had to well, screw that Pete's up. Pete's the reason that you and I started doing live yeah, commercials. that's right. Because they fired him, and then yep. they flew in some regional VP from Atlanta. Oh. And, the Mar- and we went out to lunch, <laughs> yeah. Tom and I and Pat Eberts, the guy from Cumulus, and my friend, the marketing director, and we're just having a kind of quiet little lunch. Alan. And all of a sudden, Alan goes, look, here's the deal. We love Tom. Pat's great. We were big Pete fans. You suck. We want to do live commercials or we're done. And the guy who looked astoundingly like um, Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney oh, uh, kind of looked David. at Tom and goes, what do you think? And Tom's like, fuck yeah, let's go. Here we go. And he's here, he says, well, I'll have to check with the program director. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah here we go. You're the VP of Cumulus. You don't have to check with anybody. Uh, so that's actually so how it started that, because of Pete. Yeah. Pete brought that in. Yeah. yeah. Great Pete, guy. another guy with great strength, obviously, it's things that have happened in his life, but yeah. just one of the most genuine people I've ever met in my and life. And those two work. I mean, I've seen them work on the boat, multiple yeah. them, and they work hard. Yeah. They're doing everything. Yeah, but, but Mick, if you haven't done it for the first 50 years of your life, you got all that effort That's left right. in it's your life. You're <laughs> phoning it in most of the <laughs> You're holding it all in, you know. You can finally let out a little effort. Uh, yeah. Nah, it's... it's uh, you know, that's one thing about this town, that you really got to be careful about who you piss off because everybody knows everybody right. in oh, this yeah. town. It it's is a very small true. network. It's very true. <clears throat> Which is a lovely thing in, in one way, but... But yeah, I was I was told uh, early on, but I don't know who it was. Just yeah, never burn a bridge. And um, oh no, that's true. And I was able to work with KQ well after my time actually working at the station doing jingles. Mm-hmm. And yeah, actually right. helped Mick and I uh, initially how we got met together. Um, oh, so on a jingle. You ready for this? 
You want to sing it or you want me to well, sing I it? I want to. I like other people sing. <laughs> okay. This is me doing Mick. <laughs> <clears throat> Low warehouse price sales. Fast world class service. Tires plus. Dun, dun, God, dun. I remember Tom. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Tom Gigax. Tom Gigax. That's absolutely so right. I That's called right. him up. I saw him at, at Bunkers, and you had some friends, Tony Lee and, yeah. and also Andy yeah, Miners. Andy Miners, yep. Said, you know, oh, hey, wait, wait, speaking of which, can yeah. you guys get Tony Lee to do this show? What, I've been won't working he do on him for six months. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of busy. So you're not busy. Busy? working at Doing 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> All right, Lee, that's uh, it for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I got, that's how I got together with Mick. Uh, back in 92 or 93, Tom Gigax came in and said, you know, can we, uh, I'd like to do a jingle. It was earlier than that. It because, was. Because was, we, we did demos. Oh, that's of right. The, Stead, the first Stud Brothers CD, we did demos. Yeah. I did demos Peter with Peter. Gerton. Yeah. Yeah. We were in the back, that Studio D that had the uh, all the, well, actually, we cut commercials there. Yeah. That's where you yeah. cut commercials. Yeah. And that was an early Tom experience myself you actually did some really cool stuff for us i was doing some demos and you came in and you said yeah i'll i'll, I'll read this for you i was like no, no it's tom bernard and yeah. i was this green kid you know coming out of radio school at brown and and uh but you made me very, feel very welcome and comfortable and then uh when i was doing some other commercials uh, you know you get up on the mic and you do the the the, the soft voice and then oh, yeah, and yeah. then and then of course then there was a uh a fumble of a word and then it was and you went, and I'm like, holy cow. I did that just before you got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right. But, uh, yeah, lots of, it was, it was a great time I spent there and getting to know uh, all these people and do jingle work through that. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun, fun experience, and that's how we got together. I'm just hoping that in the future, not just the morning show, but the entire, the, the, I hope somebody writes a book about KQRS someday. And oh, my stuff God, that what actually a book that would be. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be amazing. The, the cartwheels done. Uh, you might on, want to take the, a look uh, at your contract yeah. before you. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a contract. I don't work for that company. They're my, we're partners. I don't okay. work for them. I can do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, we we we, we know we've lived through it. <laughs> I would hey, say, really f you. <laughs> I would tell great. people, you know, say you take WKRP in Cincinnati, a little bit of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And then multiply that on on itself, and that was what we because you know to me that was. Uh, the real sweet spot of radio. We, I mean, we we, we were running up every little every little yeah. tick up of the, up the up the the ratings. Yeah, yeah. Like we're off to bunnies, you know. <laughs> oh, we gotta go to bunnies. Gotta go to bunnies, and, and but it was it was a great time, and, and I can't wait to kind of you revisit. Oh, some yeah, of you those. were on Highway 100 back then. Yeah, I was oh, gonna yeah. say it's a North long Lyle, drive from Northeast North Minneapolis yeah. to bunnies. There's plenty of bars in between there. Oh my <laughs> right God. down the block from here, 917 yeah. North Lilac, Lilac Drive. That's right. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Peter: yeah. When people yeah. find out that you work there, do they always ask you the question? Oh yeah. yeah. Is he a what's, prick? what's he really like? I know. I've started messing they with people. They ask me that. <laughs> I say, why would you ask me that? He's an a-hole. We're not even friends. It's all an act. Really? He flips the switch. <laughs> That's great. I do find that to be very, very. When I answer that question, I answer it's like you know, it's like any family. It's highly dysfunctional. You know, you had you had a, a whole cavalcade of other people as, as part of the morning show, and I said, you know what, you here's what you get. If you're getting somebody who's sounding rather aloof and missing and fumbling papers, that was that was not rehearsed. Right. That was just you get what you get. Yeah. And I yeah. think that was part of the magic. I yeah. think every 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 family in America had had the. Uh, the dynamic of that, I thought that was one of the part of the successes. I mean, you see, you ran the volume control and it was able to turn people up and down. Which and, I should start doing again, uh, believe yeah. me. And, and by the way, wearing a really damn good pair of Zubas most of that time. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Do you know they're both dead now? No, really? Both of the war- road warriors are dead. Oh, I remember when they came in. Joe just died, what, about six months? That's right. Maybe a year ago now. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was, there was an era where we, that's all we wore is our pajama pants to work. <laughs> pajama pants <laughs> coming to work. <laughs> Everybody <day>. had their <laughs> pajama pants. Oh, man. But, yeah, well, no, just fun stories. I, I can't wait to kind of get a banter about that. One more quick one. Then we, yeah, we, yeah, then we got to move on. I will on. never forget. Something happened on the air. I said something, and somebody got all hmm. pissed off. So they flew the executive vice president of ABC Disney, and, oh, my God, he's going to come in. So we sat at a table <laughs> like this, and the general manager is just kissing the guy's ass. He's like, could you take me over the wall and, and kind of educate me on how the inside of ABC Disney really works? And could you just suck it up to the guy, right? Take so goes, me over the wall? <clears throat> over the wall. Yeah, it was take me over the wall. Sure. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Wow. So we're sitting there, and I'm just kind of listening. I'm not saying anything or whatever. And the guy said, uh, so, Tom, uh, we've got to bring you in the conversation now because there are a couple of things that are, are really going to be a problem that you did. And I went, really? Fuck you. <laughs> That's how the whole thing just changed, oh. right on the top. <laughs> and that was kind of the end of the meeting, and he went back to uh, Los Angeles. And, oh, wow. Oh, our general, Steiny yeah. looked at me like, what's he going to do? Right. Get the hell out of here. But you came in, you had the, the chutzpah. That's well, having great. a 30 share didn't hurt. Yeah, yeah really, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think everyone. we're beating yeah, Seinfeld yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it was you all a, of that. You have a 30 share. I shut this off. Oh, my God, it's an Italian woman. I, how does that ring if the ringer's off, Andy? I don't think the ringer is off. Yeah, I'm oh, guessing it might be a setting. <laughs> don't you leave me alone. Here, there you go. There's a switch. That looked good to there you. Right go. there, uh, shut off. There you go. Nobody ever called. Kelly knows better to call me during the show. Mm. Typical Italian. That's all I have to say. <laughs> now, Kelly Ferrara, she's great. I worked with her a profile for a while, and then we're talking about doing some other stuff together. Married to a St. Paul cop, too, by the way. Hmm. My favorite kind of person. Well, it seems to be working. You you look like you need a couple of cheeseburgers, pal. This, yeah, the shirt's not exactly fun. I got down 83. I want to lose another probably... You know who else is on eight, that? 18 pounds. I mean, you don't know the answer to that. It's a rhetorical question. I We went out on the uh, Mimi, the Hubbard deal, a couple nights ago oh, yeah, with sure. J-Lo and his wife. J-Lo's <clears throat> dropped 75 pounds on the same thing you're on. Oh, I didn't know he that. He looks tremendous. He goes, J-Lo, your buddy? The, yeah. That J-Lo? Yeah. Jesus, Palomino. Big yeah, shot. he's uh, he looks great. He goes, you know, I'm off all my asthma meds. My blood pressure's lower. And, you know, just... Yeah, so, terrific. So I asked his wife. I which said, program are you on? Sex which life which and, profile plan? Okay, profile, right. profile by Sanford. I think you know. I believe T. Denny owns it. And you're down. Uh, you're down. Uh, Eighty-three. Good for you, man. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna go from three. Uh, that was like three sixteen to two fifteen. Oh, wow. that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I asked his wife, Karen, I said, so is sex life better? And she said the weight was never the problem. <laughs> She's a great gal. <laughs> Tells it like it is. The weight was never a problem. So don't worry about that. No, it, it, it works all right. Basically, it's just doing what they tell you to do. Right. I mean, you know, if you do that, then you're Then you're great at following directions. Fuck you, too. <laughs> what are you, a vice president of Disney now? Or? By the way, I wish Disney'd yeah. stop kissing everyone's ass. They got to stop this. It's like, oh, you know, we got to like, shut up for Christ. Like, I love Disney. We're going to Disney World again in March. They're we open every again. Year now. Yeah, they're open again. They're up in March. Yeah. 
We go out every year. When uh, That was the biggest mistake I ever made. It took Catherine to Disney World the first year I met her, and we've been going back every <laughs> year since. And I think the tickets are only like four or 5000 bucks a piece now. So yeah. it's, not it's a value. value. It's well, a real You've got Epcot Center as well. You see it's 10 yes. on there. So yeah, that's right. Exactly. It's a twofer. It's a twofer. <laughs> okay, I'll close Disney with this. We're walking along all the... You know, the lands at Epcot. Mm-hmm. We're walking through Mexico, and then you go to what, blah, blah, blah. And you're about to go to China, or excuse me, Japan, right? We're about to enter Japan, and it might have been a southern woman in front of us. <laughs> by your accent, I'm just guessing. She might have been from the deep south. And she says to her little kid, well, looky here. We're in Chinese land. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Probably Andy? not yes, the secretary. Andy was it's there when one I... of my first memories of Disney World, actually. <laughs> not the Secretary General of the United Nations, uh, likely. No, wow. no, no. Oh, wow. oh, my God, I'll never forget that as long as I... And Andy looks at us and, 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 and like, okay. Chinese land. Chinese land, yeah. yeah. Don't worry about a thing. So, they, now, you two guys met first, Peter and Mick. You met where first? Well, uh, at KQ, at KQ, right at KQ. Yeah, okay. I invited him in to sing on a, on a jingle. To do the jingle. Oh, right. yeah. He just so that's when you that you, you didn't even know him then. No, you didn't like this. I just work, knew the legend of the lore. The legend <laughs> of <laughs> Mick Sterling, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I knew. But yeah, really solid individual came in, knocked it out like first or second take, and and uh, it's taunted him ever since. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> there's a guy. There's a sax player. His name is Goldie, and, and he every time I see him, he sings that song. Tires plus. Yeah. Oh no, where us God, I wonder whatever. I I was trying to think what the hell was it the because Tom went on Tom Gigax went on a, a uh, an eating program. It wasn't about weight. It was about eating more healthy yeah. foods, right? Yeah. Okay. And we're sitting at some kind of an awards dinner or something. We're at the same table. Tom was always a great guy to me. He was a very, very nice guy. Yeah, me too. But he's sitting there and he's got all this, I don't know, what, what's that hippie crap called? All that food that... Oh, tofu or... Yeah, vegetables. Oh, yeah, vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> vegetables. Or herbs goes, and spices. <laughs> what's that you're eating? He goes, well, it's the blah, blah, blah plan. And this is how they tell you to construct your dinner. And she goes... So what's that going to do for you? He goes, well, it's a very, very healthy way to eat. And she goes, you know, it's about 3,500 calories sitting on your plate there. Don't oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Correct. I have friends that go on diets from time to time, and they think that if they eat a salad, they'll be fine. With a half a quarter Russian dressing. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Blue exactly. cheese on there. Yeah. Cheese that blue cheese cooking, baby. And well, was, I remember <laughs> someone we knew, I, for, I don't remember who it was, but I remember they were trying to lose weight, and they... We're having trouble, and they were like, "I don't understand what's going." On. I added a salad to every meal. <laughs> added, I mean, you're eating more. It's the yeah. magic, yeah. But it's like, you're, it's, it, a lot of people do have this idea that unless like, it's a tapeworm salad, that's yeah, not going to work. This idea well. that if you eat salad, you're just going to like if, become that healthier. All sins. Yeah, that's, that forgives yeah. all your sins. Speaking yeah, of tapeworms, away your uh, your bad diet. I ordered a salad. This is way long ago, and I was uh, new, newly dating my, my wife mm-hmm. before you know, we were gone. And uh, we went to the Windows of the World, the top of the IDS. Yeah, we were just talking about that this morning by coincidence. Uh, coincidence it Jesus. is. So the, here comes the salad, and um, it was a Caesar salad. First time, never been impressioned. Uh, I didn't, it was very impressionable. And there, lying in the center salad, is the anchovy. Yeah. Sure. Oh, so it was a God. real one. <laughs> and it was a real one. So I, um, <clears throat> my good man, oh, excuse me. Just uh, want to let you know, there's a worm in my salad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, he looked at me. they close? <laughs> it's like you were like Steve Martin and the jerk. Hey, yes. what's with all the old wine? When are we going to have the new stuff? <laughs> what the fresh stuff? Oh, and I was, yeah, it's like, he was very cool about it. He just says, oh, sir, that would be uh, an anchovy. Okay, oh. can, can you still get rid of it for me? <laughs> yeah, because it's really disgusting. Yeah, Flick so. it against the window. Yeah, yeah. Bah, bah. Was there, we were talking this morning, by coincidence, for the first time ever, we are talking about Windows on the world. world. Yeah. There was a, an elevator went directly to the restaurant, yeah. wasn't there? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. straight shot. Yep, the straight shot. We, we had a few uh, Christmas parties there, I recall. Yeah, um, yep. and I'm, I'm going to reserve some for my next visit. I'll reserve some fun stories from that Christmas party myself and Jeff Passold. And uh, Passold, uh, yeah, because yeah, statute of oh, limitations boy. is only what seven years on a felony. You should be fine. The oh. Step Brothers did a did a thing in the in the windows, and it, the, the plan was that you would be for the Fourth of July, and you would be the closest to the fireworks, right? You could possibly be right. The one that they wanted to see was giving. You literally could look right outside windows, so you see all the other fireworks that are happening mm. around the city, but the one that they promoted the one that was supposed to be the one was completely blocked by the Wells Fargo building. <laughs> <laughs> was that the big and, and ooh people ah, were not it? happy. I think it was called the big ooh That's ah, what it was. Yeah, and, yeah, big, yeah, we, we, we played up there and we got all ready for the thing That's and so nobody could see anything. Oops, uh. Yeah, the oops ah. Yeah. Uh-oh, we got to take a break here. Are you going to stay for a second? Yeah, I'll stay for sure. Oh, yeah. I'd love to have We're you. just going to keep rolling the show. This has been like the quickest hour in the history of the show, man. It's wonderful. It's when you get a bunch of verbal musicians in the same room together. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's going to do it. We'll talk to you on Monday with the family.